New Year's Death is an actual play podcast of Vampire the Masquerade by True Dice. It contains adult content including, but not limited to, graphic violence, drug use, and body horror. We have clear role-playing boundaries and safety tools in place at our table. Listener discretion is advised. In the last episode of New Year's Death, our coterie parted ways to go get their hunger under control before meeting with Isabella, the neo-feudal vampire lord of Wicker Park. Quinn dined on human flesh in luxury with their sire, while Amelie hunted in an upscale club alongside her own sire. Meanwhile, LJ lost control to the beast and devoured a mortal on Isabella's doorstep, then embraced him to hide his transgression. But the sins kindred commit in the dark are not as secret as they believe, and LJ was discovered in the aftermath of the embrace by Isabella's uncanny bartender. To quote Bram Stoker, The blood is life. For kindred, it is the blood of Cain that separates them from a lifeless corpse. The blood enables their eternal predation upon the living and fuels their long conspiracies and feuds against each other. Power flows through the veins of the elders, and they seek to keep it from the ambitious neonates who compete for a share of the limited supply of mortal blood that flows through cities. From the moment a child is embraced, blood becomes the fountain from which bitter conflict flows. With that in mind, let's sink our fangs into episode 6, Blood Will Have Blood. The basement of the Gem Theater is a storage area for booze, sound and lighting equipment, and miscellaneous, half-deconstructed set pieces from old shows. Below the basement is a secret sub-basement of bare concrete corridors lit by glowing fluorescent lights. LJ finds himself in what feels like a fairly spacious prison cell with thick concrete walls capable of swallowing any loud noises that might arise there. The room smells distinctly of bleach, and the only piece of furniture is a hospital bed with leather straps, currently undone, on which the immobilized form of LJ's freshly embraced child, with a stake in his heart, has been maneuvered onto. The reinforced metal door to the room is currently open, and that yawning portal stands between the two individuals before the hospital bed. Floyd is dapper as ever in his red vest with his middle parted, slicked black hair. How is LJ looking and feeling right now? Before you answer that, I'm gonna need a, a roll to see if he feels remorse for the events he has recently committed. 
Unk with fangs. Unk with fangs. LJ feels a deep sense of remorse. (gasps) I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. With the two of you alone, Floyd drops his customer service smile and his lined face becomes an ashen gray visage as he also drops the blush of life. You know, I always had a hunch, Floyd. That right. It's always the ones you don't expect. Speaking of expectations, let's say certain events have gone beyond mine this evening. How did we end up here, old sport? I learned that the cost of this, the cost of everything, is loss of self. Me trying to think quick to fix it. I couldn't leave it in a dumpster. I couldn't bring it anywhere. Hell, I got lucky I was able to convince everyone around us that we were some sort of crazy swinger couple. I didn't know what else to do. But I... I, I understand. He, he should not be allowed here. LJ, make a pool. Charisma plus persuasion at a minus two dice penalty because not- you are still under the La Sombra compulsion of ruthlessness to steal a bike, which uh, you have yet to succeed. That's one onk. That is not enough successes to convince Floyd. However, because you do have a single arm, so the only option I can offer you is succeeding at a cost. Floyd will be moved favorably, but will exact a heavy price. I accept. The fluorescent lights above in this concrete cell glower down at you as you plead your case to the best of your ability. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to go talk to Isabella on your behalf because perhaps against my better judgment, I like you, kid. You're going to be good for what Isabella has in mind for your coterie. You're going to owe me a life boon for this kindness. Absolutely. And you're also going to take whatever licks that Isabella sees fit to give you. And I I deserve every one of those. I think I did learn another lesson tonight. There's two kinds of rulers in this world. Those who rule by being seen being feared, loved, revered, whatever it is. And those who rule by being unseen. And I think you and I finding kinship in each other, you taking pity on me, which I appreciate, it means something. He reaches out a gray, dead hand Taps you on the cheek. Worry about surviving the night first. Ruling, that's something we can talk about later. As he leaves, he says, maybe in a couple decades. (laughs) And 
you are left alone with the paralyzed form of your child. Hey, I don't know if you can hear me or what you're even feeling right now. I, I'm sorry for whatever comes next. We fade to black. Amelie, it's 11.30 p.m., and you've been standing outside the Gem Theater for half an hour. Oh, my God. It's the type of frigid Chicago night that's too cold to snow, and if your body wasn't already dead, you'd be shivering uncontrollably. The last stragglers of audience members who came to the Gem Theater to see a production of Macbeth have left. There's no sign of Quinn or LJ, despite the agreement that the three of you made to meet up outside the theater at 11. (laughs) You recall that if someone didn't show up in a half hour, you were supposed to go in ahead of them. However, you also recall that you are currently under a powerful effect of the dominate discipline not to speak to Isabella for the remainder of the night. Maybe I can find some info from Floyd. Just scope it out a little bit. So I'll go in anyways. You sure? I don't see Floyd. You do not see Floyd. You do see that there is a bartender, a woman wearing a red vest, much like Floyd, with her hair up, and she is currently cleaning the bar. Hello, one more paying customer. Her eyes look up to you, and there's a moment of hesitation. Ike smiles in sort of like a, a tired person trying to muster up their energy and says, I can get you one drink. I just need a fucking shot of tequila. Sure thing. Pours it in a shot glass, puts it in front of you. Because she's not 21 yet. There's going to be a cheeky smile creeping onto her lips as she goes to down the shot. Down the tequila. There is the sensation of alcohol, sort of that sort of uh, almost acidic burn to it. But it tastes so much worse. You didn't think that it's possible for alcohol to rot, but... Maybe this tequila made it possible, and it immediately comes back up as you vomit blood onto the bar. <coughs> what was that? You Did you try to poison me? Uh, no. Do you know who I am? No, no. Uh, I'm so sorry, ma'am. That was... <laughs> You're getting a uh, shit from you. Let me, let me go. I'll, I'll clean this up. Don't, don't worry. Once my father hears about I'm this, I'm so sorry. Oh, done. my. You want to... Here, uh, do you want me to get you a lime? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll try a lime yeah, to <laughs> maybe get the taste of blood out of my Absolutely. mouth. Absolutely, she immediately runs and gets you like a very like very classy uh, metal uh, canister containing different uh, fruits. All right, I'll bite on the lime. Bite on the lime. What can go worse? Uh, it tastes awful. Okay, it's absolutely <laughs> awful. Um, I'm gonna need to make you to make a composure plus. Uh, Composure plus resolve roll uh, to not vomit again. Three onks and two onks with the double stars and then one blank. This time you are able to sort of, you didn't, you stop 
the liquid from dribbling down your throat and manage to just keep it in your mouth. I can get you a, a free drink or whatever you want on the house. I'm, <laughs> I'm so sorry. If you want some water. I, I think I should maybe just go to the hospital. Um, yeah, and... that, oh, that looks bad. I need me to call an Uber for you. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm, I'm just going to use the bathroom an really quick. And uh, <laughs> I'll just, I will head to the bathroom to wait a little bit longer okay. for my kothori. Absolutely. You essentially retreat to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Can I down some of the water from the sink? Or does that also not work with me? You find out very quickly as you down <laughs> some water from the sink uh, and once more uh, regurgitate some precious vitae uh, into the very sort of like clean, uh, very like nice sort of like um, retro type bathroom that the Gem Theater has. And I'm actually going to need you to make a rouse check because you're starting <laughs> to lose a lot of blood. I'm just experimenting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, a little roused. An unk. Yeah. Perfect. You do not get hungrier. Uh, oh. <laughs> despite losing, like, a, 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 you know, it's, it's adding up. Can it's, I try to lick it back up? You <laughs> absolutely can. It's It feels gross, and it's a, a blow to your pride, but you are you're able to regain uh, a fair portion of that blood from the sink. Great. <laughs> Sorry, dummy. All right, um, I'll just hang out in here uh, for another, uh, until the bartender leaves, and then I can kind of come back out. You get the sense based on how, as no role needed, you get the sense that based on how concerned she was, she's probably not going to like close for the night until like oh, your situation God. has been resolved. <sighs> Damn, this bitch won't leave. Fuck it, I'll just go out there, wait outside for them. And I'll open the door. Oh, <clears throat> I'm feeling much better. Th thank you. Glad to hear it. Yep, I'll be uh, back here soon. Love this place. Have a good night. As oh, you please. once more buffeted by the cold Chicago winter weather. <sighs> and that bit of warmth that had seeped into you once more almost immediately is swallowed by the fangs of January. About 10 minutes pass as we go to across town where Quinn is making their way back to Wicker Park through a convoluted mix of trains, buses, and ride-sharing apps. <laughs> Quinn, you are fairly disappointed to see that your Uber rating has plummeted since you became kindred. I used to have a 4.9. Now I'm freaking three. However, it is a tough, late-stage capitalist world out there, so someone is still willing to pick you up anyway. Uh, although you do notice that they keep taking sort of nervous glances back at you through the rearview mirror. Get a lot of rides tonight? Uh, you know, uh, keeping me employed. Good, that's... Great. The silence is agony as our scene shifts. <laughs> roll, roll for willpower. <laughs> to the outside once more of the Gem Theater as a flame of hope ignites 
in Amelie's chest as she sees a black Ford Escalade pulling up to the curb. Why would I care about a black Ford Escalade? <laughs> the window rolls down. Oh! A black Ford Escapade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I essentially, yeah, you have no way of knowing who it is, but you hope it. You do hope it's one of your coterie mates. I'm going to give you a choice in this moment. Amelie, as a Tech 9 automatic pistol is leveled at you from the passenger seat of that vehicle, would you like try to discern who this is or do you want to try to avoid the hail of gunfire that is about to emerge can i run back in all right when i see the gun that is going to be dexterity plus athletics you said tech nine i thought you meant the rapper me too it is the the automatic pistol three onks all right Making a roll. Please. Yeah, I thought um, Quinn was just listening to some Tech Nine. Oh, I was like, damn, Quinn. I didn't, <laughs> yeah. know, I, I, I didn't know you hung like that. Oh, okay. And whoever this is lights up the back as uh, this automatic pistol is fired off in very quick succession. Uh, there's a total of. Did you heal from your last shot? Gunshot? Uh, no. Well, the how the amount I heal? of uh, successes is reduced by the amount of successes you got as you are able to eventually. Uh, go through the door. Uh, however, your back is just shredded by bullets and the glass windows breaks and shatters outside the gem theater uh, as whoever this is is just like open firing and uh, you hear them shout, Fuck you, Cammy! Screech of rubber as the tires spin and the, the Ford Escalade darts off into the darkness as you take shelter within the building. Uh, you're going to take, uh, that is going to be six points of superficial damage, halved to two. Uh, sorry, pardon me, halved to three. Mm. I believe you were also shot earlier this night. Yes, <laughs> I is, was. What is the total of your, uh, I suppose, your I have three and health? a half HP. You, you are, by this point, your vampiric form can take a lot of damage. Uh, but some organ not really organs, your organs are dead, but definitely some muscles, bones have been shattered that is impairing you in your movements uh, and your general ability to function uh, as you sort of creak your way uh, back into the gem theater. Is the bartender still there? Uh, the bartender <laughs> says, "You see that they. You see that she's got her purse. She was just about to head out, and she says, "Oh my God, what happened?" Uh, she heard the gunshots from outside, uh, so she's gonna like, "Oh, oh my God, let me." She's she like, "Are you okay?" She sees that you're clearly not okay. I'm. I'm gonna call an ambulance. No, don't do that. Just give me another shot. <laughs> Make a persuasion plus charisma roll. The two dot penalty for being impaired. Can I use my daunt to intimidate her? I mean, absolutely. So I'll say if you I'm intimidate so pissed her, off right now. For sure, that's going to be uh, intimidate plus charisma. All right, I have uh, the double stars and then two more onks. Ooh, that is full of six successes. That is an immense amount. Uh, you see her look at you. Whatever she was going to say dies on her lips, swallows, 
I'll get you some more tequila. <laughs> As she goes back behind the bar. Quinn, from the passenger seat of a... Uh, of a blackboard escapade. From the, from the, sorry, pardon me. From the back seat of a beige Prius. Mm. Uh, nice. Uh, you, you hear gunshots down the road. Oh, oh, what the heck? Oh my god. Do you see what... What's happening? God, this town's going to shit is what's happening. Let me... Oh, I think that was right where we're going. <laughs> oh, fuck. Do you want me... uh, where, where else do you want me to take no, you? No, stop here. Stop here? I'll get out. <laughs> okay. Uh, stops. Unlocks the doors. Have a good one. Have a good night. I'm going to tip really well. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, let's see if you can improve your Uber rating. Let's say charisma plus persuasion. Hmm. The chip is going to cancel out uh, the gunshots that he's rolling up to. Hopefully it's not a carnal failure. <laughs> I got an onk and a skull. Oh, so just one success. Uh, fantastic. I will say your Uber range is not improved, uh, but that very large tip prevents it from sinking lower. Oh, thank God. And you're able to uh, essentially, you see sort of faint illumination of streetlights. You can see rubber tracks of that Ford Escalade, which is now gone, and the shattered window, front windows of the Gem Theater. You can see just someone just sprayed uh, that front doorstep with bullets. Well, I have to go there, so I'm going to go there. Absolutely. You, you walk through the threshold, uh, and you see Amelie sadly holding a... Uh, Shot of tequila. She hasn't drunk it yet. <laughs> just staring at, at the it. bar. Just yeah, staring For ambience. at it. <laughs> Holy shit, Amelie! What the fuck took you so long? Bad Uber ratings. Took me <laughs> oh my god! So long. What the fuck happened to you? Because I was waiting out there. Some fucking assholes shot at me. Well, where's LJ? I have no idea. It's probably. Lying in a ditch somewhere. God, are you... Okay, uh, I'm not okay. I've been shot... No, I know. Four I'm... times today. Okay. One of those, you... It's weird that despite how damaged your body is, you're not bleeding. Oh. The bartender's still here. <laughs> she is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh the, you also hear the, the rat-a-tat-tat. <laughs> <laughs> not, not of another gun, of uh, sort of like hard-soled shoes coming down the stairs uh, as Floyd enters the downstairs area. He's got a gun in his hand. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a very old revolver. I'm going to raise my hands just I'm gonna like a little. I'm going to walk right up to him. I'm going to raise my hands higher. <laughs> Floyd, I am not in the fucking mood. You point that gun at me and I will bite your hand off. You can see him sort of putting a, a pin in, in that statement for a moment uh, as he sort of just very carefully scans the area and then he uh, stows the revolver like in his back waistband. Tristan, why don't you take the rest of the night off? Uh, oh, you... Perfect. You covered the, the counters, cleaned the bar beautifully. I'll take care of this uh, broken glass. Double pay for tonight. Okay, yeah. And she departs. <laughs> uh, especially Omni, a very worried glance 
And after that, he sort of motions, he says, uh, sort of leads you over to uh, a staircase to the downstairs area. And as you walking and being led through this sort of uh, first flight of stairs down into a very sort of cluttered basement, uh, and then a secondary set of stairs that is hidden under like a metal sort of like trap door. I'm bringing my oh. drink with me. Absolutely. You've still got the shot glass in your hand. Perfect. Just around this corner as you're through this like very sort of like barren, almost like a like fallout shelter type basement uh, within an open sort of like reinforced steel door where you see that almost prison cell-like room with LJ and a body with a stake on it. Can we talk about what's that? What did Floyd tell you about it? You didn't tell us anything. say anything. Well, what happened up there then? He, why, are you, why are you shut up even more than last I saw you? No, no, hold on. Did, did that just... Blink? Don't worry about him. He's, he's going to be stuck like that. His eyes are very, very wide open with surprise, though. What? Well, from my understanding, uh, when, when a vampire gets staked through a heart, unlike in the movies, they, like when they turn into ash and all that... It doesn't happen. doesn't kill you, but uh, you get stuck like that until it gets taken out. Wait, a vampire tried to attack you? Oh my gosh. Something like that, yeah. And I never left here. I didn't even make it past the front door. Wait, you must be starving then. You haven't eaten. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really hungry. Just need to stay alive until I can get there, but I can... I can make it through the rest of the night. Well, Amelie got shot at. Yeah, I see that. And is it, is it the same thing as last time where you told them to shoot everyone in the room? Or how, how did that happen? No, I was waiting outside of the gym theater. You know, the time that we had discussed and none of you were there. And I was waiting for over 40 minutes and some assholes in a black Ford Escapade drove by and shot me yelling, Fuck you, Cammy. <laughs> no, some things never change. What? This is. Haven't you been out outside? You live in Chicago, right? It's this is gang violence, but only it's not living on living. It's dead on dead. It's someone's trying to make a point, and this is actually exactly what we need right now. What? Someone attacked. Isabel's place. This is her place. This is her territory. And that was a point. A spray and pray isn't meant to kill people. It's to make a point. And it shows the whole world. And that's what people would do in rival gangs. They would drive by past someone's house. But we just found a vampire who's trying to encroach on Isabella's territory. Not only her territory, but territory feeding grounds of someone that she's in cahoots with. This could be connected. This, this is the information that Isabel wants. I mean, it is weird that you got attacked there and then Amelie got attacked there too. Yeah. You think they're connected? It could be. If so, somebody already knows of our existence as vampires that isn't our sires or Isabella. Yeah. And it might be from that little show that we had earlier tonight. Well, none of this was our fault. No. Right? So... Well, at least not directly our fault. <laughs> the click of heels in the hall announces Isabella's presence. 
dressed as you saw her earlier this night in an immaculate white suit with very large shoulder pads, silver lipstick and eye makeup highlighting an attractive face with a very off-putting corpse pale complexion and a distinctly unnatural hue to her eyes. Isabella, I bow my head to her. I just look down like a guilty dog. I also bow my head. So you are back, having completed your objective, yes? Yes. Yes. He asked for us to stop the destruction of Casa Puebla. We ended up buying the lot. Stopping the destruction. And then we completed the boon with Nathaniel. Signed in chalk. Isabella nods approvingly. The sort of uh, flame behind her eyes hasn't really died down entirely, though. If I may speak, we had discovered that it, it was an immortal who was encroaching in on it, trying to buy it. We had found some vampire's ghoul who was working for him. We couldn't find who whose master was, but there is a vampire coming after the territory of your friends. Nathaniel is no friend of mine. He will perform a service for me, and in exchange, I have you do this boon for him. Hmm. But it is interesting to know, nonetheless. Floyd, for God knows what reason, seems to believe that despite your violations of my domain and the traditions you are worth the blood in your veins and I am running out of time so it would be troublesome to use a fresh embrace, although I suppose I have one at my disposal now. Looks at the individual on the bed. And what of the violence on my doorstep? Amelie was standing outside, waiting for us, when Isabella looks at Amelie. Tell me, what transpired? This car drove by and shot me, so I ran back into the theater. And they yelled, Fuck you, Cammie. She sneers. This idiocy reeks of anarchs. To think that they would grow so bold to violate my domain in this matter. This is what comes of allowing rebel to fester in your city. Questari Coterie. I had the desire to create a coterie of knights, but things are moving quickly, and I suppose that some dogs of war will have to do. For your service, I grant you permission to feed 
to hunt within the domain of Vicar Park. You are not. Her eyes move, staring daggers into LJ as if she's stabbing him over and over again with his ga- with her gaze. You are not to kill the vessels. Thank you, Isabel. Thank you. Once you have hunted down and destroyed the rabble that violated my domain, she turns to Amelie. You should check in with your sire. He, for whatever reason, calls himself an anarch. I suspect that like knows like. Do this, and I shall grant you domain, land, territory, to call your own within Vicar Park. We will not let you down. Good. It will be done. Isabella, what... Is there anything I can do about my wounds? She likes you. She says... Ah, yes. You can call upon the power of the blood of Cain that flows through you. Focus and use it to knit your flesh together. You have an option here. You can make as, as many rouse checks as you'd like once per superficial damage. Once per night, you can heal one point of aggravated damage that is the fully filled in one for three rouse checks. Do we have our... Uh... Ooh, I got three unks. Ooh, absolutely. <laughs> you feel, you call upon the, the blood within you to knit your flesh back into the way it's supposed to be. This sort of like pop uh, as muscles and sinew realign and stitch back together. Uh, you can keep going and heal up your superficial if you'd like. You know what? It, this this bullet wound didn't hurt too bad. I'll just leave that in there. Rise turn to LJ. It would behoove me to give you some perspective on the unacceptability of your actions. I will accept any punishment mm. you are willing to give me. Good, good, as she gets very close, right up in your face. And so she starts massaging the sides of your face, feeling up your temples, puts her arms into your sort of hairline, pushes her arms back on your hairline, brings her arms down, pulls back the lips, inspecting your teeth, looks the child behind you, moves her fingers down underneath your chin. I'm going to close my eyes. Do not move. Do not scream. I will not move. I will not scream. But I will resist. All right, absolutely. Make a... Wait, uh, so she will feel it if I resist, and if it's not No, she will, you won't know, necessarily, if okay. you don't move or scream. Okay. Uh, make a... Bonus uh, on I thought even. I Whoa, won't resist. Easy, my girl. <laughs> uh, you, you, uh, you, roll the stamina plus resolve. Yeah, roll your two die versus her 70 die. All right, that's no problem for her to do this. You don't even roll anything. Yeah, because that's two die, and then I get a minus two penalty. Absolutely. You, <laughs> so I rolled my dice. Very well. Uh, she feels that resistance and overpowers you, absolutely, as she sticks her fingers, <gasps> digs it into the flesh, and rends the flesh from your skull. 
peeling it all the way back over your hair until there is just a exposed skull and eyes with the barest amount of flesh attached to it. I'm so glad I closed my eyes. And she begins to sort of knead that flesh-like dough in her hands. You are in absolute agony. For a moment, there's just sort of that that numb sensation, and then you're on fire. All of your nerves, your nerves are gone, but it is agony nonetheless, as she sort of takes it and sort of like rolls it up in her arms, filthying her pristine white sleeves with your vitae and the gore of your muscle and blood and hair as she slaps it back onto your face and begins kneading and molding. You even get new ears being reshaped, a new nose, new brow, an entire new face. Half hour passes. There is no screams. LJ does not move. You can sort of see the agony in his eyes. If your eyes are closed, just hear the... Yeah. We're just covering our ears, like, in the corner. (laughs) Thank you. You look up. LJ's face is identical to that of his child. Oh, my God. Dear. She puts a wallet in your hands, LJ. When you open it, what is the name of the person that you have become? Could you describe to me what this man looks like again? Sort of like a similar to you, uh, but sort of older with like a beard, full head of hair. Full hair? Full head of hair in his like 40s. Joseph Breyer. Joseph Breyer. I'll make a note. And on that note, we are going to pause our chronicle for tonight. Vampire the Masquerade is property of Paradox Interactive. This podcast uses audio from pixabay.com. LJ the Lasombra was played by Don McCormick. Amelie the Ventru was played by Dina Marie. Quinn the Malkavian was played by Alex Holtman. The storyteller of this chronicle was Adam Sabbath. Follow True Dice on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts for more stories to come. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at True Dice Podcast for fun updates and check out our Kofi to support the show and access exclusive content. Thanks for listening. <laughs>